HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Hello, Mr. and Mrs. America, from border to border, coast to coast, and all the ships at sea. Streaming live from the County of Kings, Brooklyn, New York City, on the Heritage Radio Network. Are you ready for the fastest half hour on the internet today? It's the Mike and Judy Show. Spanning the globe for high-minded hijinks and low-brow kicks to bring you the best in sex, drugs, rock and roll, and nuclear fission. They're too bad for radio and too good looking for television. And now, here they are, the Nichols and May of the Now Generation, your hosts, Mike Edison and Judy McGuire. Happy New Year, Judy. Happy New Year. We're I'm, back. I have such a hangover. <laughs> oh, my God. I still have confetti in my hair. Did you get <laughs> Did you get everything you wanted for Christmas this year? Oh, I got a pony. I got, a, <laughs> I got a, um, a Chrissy doll, the one that you pull the hair out and it makes it long hair. I don't even know if they make yeah, that anymore. Yeah. No, I had a shit Christmas, actually. But how was yours? I got a piece of coal. Because <laughs> you're a Jew. Oh my God! You know, so who's complaining about Christmas shopping? This is why my people tried to put an end to the shopping before it began. Two thousand years ago, we tried to put a stop to this Christmas shopping. <laughs> Wait, didn't oh, Jesus man. go in and uh, like knock over all the peddlers? Or something? <laughs> I, I don't the, know. The money body. changers at the bank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oy vey, oy vey. Twenty twelve. We're back. It's the Mike and Judy show. The first Once show again. of the new year. That's right. The first day of the rest of our lives. You have any um, New Year's resolutions, Judy? Yeah, nobody I know is allowed to get cancer. Yes, that's my resolution. Oh, oh. And no animals are allowed to die. Oh. Only cute kittens and puppy stories this year. All right, that's and it. unicorns and fairy dust and pornography. I'm very excited <laughs> about our guests. They're like Sunny and Cher, of- <laughs> sort of. Sunny and Cher of porn. <laughs> Who do we have today, Ms. McGuire? We have the beautiful and talented Rachel McPadden. And her handsome and talented husband, Mike McPadden. Yay, two more people, too hot for television. And they're mixed. For (laughs) once, the ratio is in my favor. Fuck. She's Dutch. Oh. Yeah, well, well the, the Jews seem to be taking over the media, <laughs> even even here in, in Bushwick. <laughs> so, so Rachel, I Rachel writes for Exo Jane, which was one of my favorite sites, and I need to ask her some questions about it off air about one particular writer on there. But I love your stuff, and but, I wanted, thank you. And when Mike, for whom do you work, Mister Skin? Yeah, that? that sounds oh, naked. Well, the way we explain Mr. Skin is you always start by saying, did you see the movie Knocked Up? 
and yes. most people have. And you say, remember they were going to make this crazy website with every Hollywood nude scene that ever existed? Uh-huh. But somebody said, you can't do that. Mr. Skin does that. It turns out that Mr. Skin is a real thing. At that point, you everyone are Mr. Says, Skin. And you know who loves Mr. Skin? Jack, the engineer to the stars. Yeah, hey. I gotta say. <laughs> You're outed, Jack. Uh, I have no problem. Is that how you got the nickname Jack? <laughs> <laughs> so who, who's hot on Mr. Skin right now? What celebrities' boobies might I find? Oh, who's hot these days? Uh, it has to be Lindsay, right? Lindsay is everywhere. Yeah, her she boobs are everywhere. I mean, the thing is, she does not have a lot of great nude scenes, per se, which is what we traffic in. Right, like Mean <laughs> Girls. I don't think there was too much No, she has a through-the-hair nip slip in uh, Machete. Through-the-hair nip slip. You got that? Yeah. <laughs> that, that's Okay, so so who will we... Okay, Helen the, Mirren, I know, has been na- naked, but who, the, She's been naked <laughs> in six decades. Helen Mirren? Six decades. She was naked recently. You got, like, you got yeah. any pictures of Eleanor Roosevelt? Helen Mirren. Oh, she's gorgeous, man. <laughs> Helen Mirren has great cans. No, she still looks awesome. <laughs> yeah, she yeah. does. Okay. She's a freak of nature. But speaking yeah. of the through-the-hair nip slip, this is old school. This is the old celebrity skin yeah. mentality of yeah. going through a 35-millimeter print, literally the pair of scissors and, yeah. and some scotch tape and getting some projectionist you know, to like bootleg you a couple of frames of the uh, right. through-the-hair nip this, slip. This is the much high-tech version of that. We have a team of guys that sit there and do that and really do look for like butt cracks or like little ass hairs. <laughs> last year, our big Blu-ray find last year was we found Bridget Bardot ass hair. Oh. What? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Who would have thought it would actually? Be did, it, did it glimmer? Was it yeah, blonde? it was gorgeous. It was just, it was a like golden like, fleece. Yeah, it was really it was, it was shimmery and yeah, it was it was sensual. It spoke French. Yeah. <laughs> Who's the most unexpected? Like, was there ever been a Kathy Bates? Kathy Bates is nude and about Schmidt. She gets in a hot tub. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I yeah. saw that. And then it's um, what Hollywood calls a brave performance. Yeah. Yeah. Kathy Bates. Uh, Cameron Manheim is nude in uh, the Road to Wellville. Do you ever do any guy nudes? Uh, no. Aww. You know, back in the day, I was at High Society when the Chuck Berry uh, photo showed right, up. I remember when the guy that, yeah. actually showed up at the office with a stack of Polaroids. This yeah. was uh, Chuck Berry with his, you know, burnt cork hanging out, being posing with, yeah. uh, you know, just this like army. I mean, literally, there were like thirty of these uh, Polaroids of him with white women in various trailer parks and motel yeah. rooms. And uh, I was I was wondering. We ended up, you know, do, they did buy them. And they did run the story. That, yeah. I never really knew what the appeal was because it wasn't the girls weren't hot. He was, you know, it's Chuck Berry. He's it's like this novelty. Old with a guy. The novelty didn't sell that well. But the best part was when we got the cease and desist, um, and it was from. Uh, Big time lawyer, um, right? You know, and Carmine was just, he just Carmine, our boss. He basically just put it on the refrigerator with a magnet. <laughs> goes, Look, everybody, we got Nay. <laughs> so, Rachel, do you feel like there's a lot of pressure being that he looks at naked people all, all day, or do you think he's desensitized? Do you do you have any like? Here we go. Relation? I know. Yeah. <laughs> That's tricky. Um, Mr. Skin is very, very soft core. Yeah, you guys aren't really it a is. porn yes, I mean, it's mainstream yeah. movies. Yeah. It's like Hollywood movies, so it's the stuff that everybody has seen. It's just, you know, singled out into little clips. <laughs> like they might have missed it. Yeah, I mean, it's like the fast forward to the good parts or whatever. That's our slogan, yeah. So, I mean, it's just a little, you've seen the whole movie, and this is just the where people get naked, or where ladies get naked. Yeah, yeah you should do the companion site, because you and McGregor could really be a, you know. The, I there mean, is no market for this. That, this is the yeah. thing. And I don't there, think that's true. I think no. there's no paying market I promise market you, we, for we have done the research on What this. about the gay market? They're willing to pay. There's, well, there's not that many nude dudes. I guess and so. You just have you. How much, would, how much would you pay to see Ian McGregor's yeah. balls? <laughs> do you really have to pay to do it? Yeah. I guess like when yeah. you can go this, to a bar I mean, and just say, "Show me your junk." It's not right. I mean, Mr. Edison will <laughs> back me up on that. There is and never has been and never biologically will be a market for female-driven pornography. 
Hmm. Yes. I promise you. Judy, you're a very liberated woman. You're, you're, you're okay. Getting... The, the the porn geared towards women that I've seen has been really bad. Right. Yeah. Like the but men. It's always a bad idea. Yeah. I mean, there's certainly a, uh, a certain percentage of women who love to watch graphic yeah. sex. Of course, yeah. that's and they have to know. watch gay movies because they're the only good looking guys. Really. No, or, or they watch straight movies because they're you know that's they, 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 they enjoy you know, watching sex right. and they enjoy right. watching pornography. But that is such a sliver of but, the population. But straight porn does not look very fun for women. Really, it's like a lot of pounding. It's just, you know, and, and close-ups. Like, I, I don't know. I never understood. Maybe you can explain this, speaking of there being no no cock and balls market. What's with the, what's with the behind-the-sack shot? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Uh, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. I, 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 never, I never understood listen, that. Listeners, I'm I, glad you're not here to see this. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, yeah, put your pants, pants on. on. Oh, God. Jinx. Oh, the magic of radio. <laughs> So what's with that, Mike McPadden? Uh, the shot? I, I don't know, but it's where I learned that there's like, <laughs> under the taint, there's like a little penis. We used to call it the PBB shot. Okay. Penis balls penis. Because <laughs> it was a really weird, like, medical discovery that we made in high school watching porno movies. <laughs> This is when you were my friend, my friend Michael Ravito said, "Look at that penis balls penis." And we know that that became the PBP shot. This is when you were studying at the Sorbonne. I went to Xavier High School on Sixteenth Street. Oh man! Now you've, you've written a couple of pornos. Yes, I wrote. Uh, I wrote a handful. I worked with a uh, director named Gregory Dark. Yeah, half of the Dark oh, Brothers. Yeah, they made new wave hookers. He discovered Tracy Lords. Are you kidding? He went to jail for being a pimp. <laughs> I want to tell you. About, I want to tell you about black girls. Like, uh, uh, like, yeah. like, let me tell you about white chicks. Let me tell you about black chicks. Black throat covered by uh, Boss Hog, the theme song. Um, so, which ones did you write? I wrote Devil and Miss Jones five. Wow, I didn't even know there were five. Oh, I believe they're up to. I, I can't imagine. Like five 30? is the best one. Yeah. What are you talking about? Yeah, well, five is. It's a good one. <laughs> I'll know to skip around. No, five. Five is a very good one. I'm, I'm actually very proud of that movie. Um, and I wrote a softcore porn for him, uh, under, uh, for him under the name Gregory Hippolyte. He made a lot of like uh, 90s late night cable erotic thrillers. Uh-huh. And I wrote Animal Instincts 3, colon, The Seductress. <laughs> what is that with the, like the so many sequels? Colon? Like a, Does that mean it's like an anal thing? <laughs> <laughs> Rachel, have we'll you seen out. these movies? I have not seen either of these movies. And when we very first started dating, I was, you know. I, I would say Mike kind of bragged about these were things in his resume, yeah. but then I asked if I could see them, and he said, Good no, I would shits. never see them. And so, uh, but then when I started writing for Jane, there's, a, there's yeah, I write exo-jane. a lot of, com. yes, exojane.com. Um, I write a lot of relationship stuff, and it is kind of, obviously, with Mike's background in, you know, pornography or sexualized uh, internet material or whatever, it's more interesting if I write about that aspect. So, um, I, coming up, I wanted to I wanted to watch both of those for the first time and live tweet and write articles on my reactions to each of the softcore porn and the hardcore porn that Mike has done the screenplays for because I can't I can't even imagine well, with that was, that, was that. that was my second story that got published on exojane.com which and that wasn't my headline but it got lots of hits so I was pleased with it well this is this is this is my life as well like you yeah, know sure um, yeah. and people says you know what do you, you know, what was it like you know when you're when I was doing pornography full-time and I worked for high society and cherry and um, I worked with you a little bit writing for hustler yeah. and I was running screw for a while and people were like you know what's it like you know how did women feel about dating a pornographer I said, they enjoyed dating someone with a job. That's yeah. <laughs> a very good point. Yeah. 
And that's pretty much where it, it, it ended. Yeah. I mean, maybe Plus a musician I, with a job. I mean, that's the whole thing. Like we're right. both kind of from like the rock and roll bum world. So yeah, right. You know, and maybe they imagined because of this great storehouse of knowledge I had received that I was a real bell ringer in bed or something. Like because you might have figured it. out where the clitoris <laughs> is. It doesn't. <laughs> it, it, it didn't hurt. But also, so can I see some of your pornography? No. Me? No, oh, well, well. no, no. When a woman asks me, can I oh, see yeah. it? Cause I wrote 28 porn- <laughs> oh, pornography. Right, 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 exactly. Like, can I see it? No. Yeah. <laughs> no, absolutely not. It's better in your imagination anyway. It's, for sure. It's yeah. always better in your imagination. <laughs> <laughs> I proudly showed off suburban tit fantasy. <laughs> oh. Not to me, you didn't. I'll, 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 I'll scan you a copy. You, that's good. You can still have that. So you put that in your clips when you <laughs> yeah. apply for new jobs. Yes, yeah, no. so between 92 and 94, I wrote First Time Lesbian Housewife Confessions. <laughs> I made a lot of money doing that. Let me tell you something. Those were the times, man. Those were, those were the days when all it took was like a bottle of Chardonnay and a bottle of baby oil to make the action happen. (laughs) (laughs) So aside from uh, all the smut, um, you are a man of culture and you write about heavy metal music. Yeah, yeah. This this is a new thing for me. I've written a book for uh, Mr. Edison called If You Like Metallica. I'm very flattered to be the editor of uh, this this fine book in the series, the If You Like series, uh, which Mike has written a book called If You Like Metallica. The idea is basically it's the uh, algorithm of uh, Netflix or Pandora. If you like Metallica, you will like this, that, and the other thing. But we're taking it, the hands off the mainframe, putting it, you know, you know, with 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 people, with a human brain, right. with right. some heart and some soul. Yeah. So what kind of stuff would I like if I had the bad taste to like Metallica? Oh, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, Metallica was important to me because um, as a, a punk rocker in the 80s, they were the first metal band to really outwardly embrace punk rock. At the time, it was right. very shocking. With the Misfits stuff. The Misfits cover and the Killing Joke cover was even more shocking. Oh, and, I, n- I never heard that. Uh, yeah, The Weight, they do a cover of that song. It's awesome. well, and their first record is basically a thrash record. Yeah, it's it's really, I mean, they're just, they're coming from punk. So, but really what what got to me, so I'm like sitting like around Washington Square Park in 86, and I saw like this really hot, brawless punk chick with a mohawk, mm-hmm. and she had a Metallica Ride the Lightning shirt on. And I walk, walked up to Tower Records and bought a Metallica. <laughs> that, nipples, so She had her, like, I could see she had pierced nipples. So, <laughs> so, so, so who's, who's hotter, metal chicks or punk chicks? Well, they're kind of the same thing now. Like, I mean, because of Metallica, it's been so crossbred that it's... Uh, this used to annoy the shit out of me when I was punk rock, because all the punk when rock When I guys, was punk rock? When did you stop being punk rock? Yeah. No, they liked, like, new wave girls. Right. <laughs> no. Or no, the no. slumming, like, New wave girls are guys, girls. aren't they? Oh. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're guys with synthesizers. Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, it was just a... Uh, there was a little prejudice. Like, they thought it was really cool that you had a big mohawk, but they didn't want to do yet. Well, sometimes they did, but... <laughs> Au contraire. This is such a liberated show. So, yeah. so who's hotter, Lou Reed or Barbara Walters? <laughs> oh, Barbara. Ba- Babs Walters, as, as far as I know, Lou She's Reed never here. slept with Richard Pryor. And I do know that Barbara Walters did sleep with him. That is awesome. But I wouldn't put it past Lou Reed either then. No, or Richard Pryor. <laughs> and his crack smoking. And day. I bring this up because I think we're going to listen to... Uh, it's not so new anymore, but the Lou Reed Metallica... Uh, joint. <laughs> it's not exactly anthrax and public enemy, is it? No. Hey, Jack, give us a twirl and let's uh, dissect it. If you insist. <laughs> One second. And later we're going to get you a password for Mr. Skin so yeah. you can stop paying. Oh, thank God. Was <laughs> Ulrich on the drums, ladies and gentlemen? <laughs> They'll be suing this radio show. Chorus of the voices. I gather up the magnets set before me. 
I attract you and repel you A science of the heart and blood and meaning Oh my god Okay, this is the worst piece of shit I've heard since Bob Dylan's Christmas record. I mean, the, the thing is, like, it's so bad, I'm desperate to like. It's not like Metal Machine Music bad, where it'll annoy people. It will make you feel the I love Metal Machine Music. I love Metal Machine Music, too, but, yeah. well, I did when I was... Who? What's not to like about it? <laughs> Let's put it on now. <laughs> Man, that is just rancid, though. It's, uh... Was poorly thought out and poorly executed, and a poor idea. But I, I, you know, I'm glad they did. It's a crazy, insane move on it, both it, parts. So it I appreciate that. It could have been, you know, Berlin Part Two, you know, yeah. Or, yeah. or the Devil Miss Jones Part Six. Right, no, five, five. <laughs> did you guys see the Metallica movie? Yeah, loved it. Yeah. Oh God, they're such whiners. <laughs> yeah, Mike has a favorite part. Which part? Oh, the part where uh, <laughs> so Lars Ulrich, who really is like, I was saying, like, we were talking about like Don Henley is like the ultimate rock douchebag. Yeah. Like he just complains like somebody might have gotten a nickel that was that was aimed at his pocket. And so Lars Ulrich is the metal version of this. And he's like this little cocksure, you know, Danish son of a bitch fucking hobbit. <laughs> and uh, they go and his father, Torben, who never had any respect for the rock and roll stuff. Yeah. Uh, who was a jazz bow like Miles Davis would stay at their house when he toured Europe and stuff. And uh, it was a tennis, a legendary tennis, professional tennis player. So, um they're there in Torben. He plays the new record for him, and Torben's like, "This is no good. Delete it." <laughs> and you see, gay. you see Lars like completely <laughs> crumple, and he becomes completely human. And and then Torben's like, "You know, in the beginning, there's like Chuck Berry and Elvis, and they're good, and then the Beatles and the Stones, and then the uh, Black Sabbath, and then the uh, you know Iron Maiden." He's like, "You're not like any of them." <laughs> <laughs> Your parents can always take you down yeah, in one and you sentence. See it like in you know? a flip. And that's why I love the movie because, like, they come off as horrendous people. It's horrible. Bro- but the balls to put that out. And it was. It, it seemed like it was four hours long. I know it wasn't. Yeah, it was. But I loved it. Yeah, oh, I loved every minute of it. You're a sick, <laughs> sick man. But don't you think that was an incredibly courageous thing for them to put? They were these are no, huge. No, I think they're stars. narcissists. I think they well, think every point, yeah. every shit they take is golden. So you want to? Nobody wants to hear your therapy talk unless you're talking about like something really lurid. Yeah, taking like Portnoy's complaint to the realm of the metal. <laughs> are any of them even Jewish? No. And there they are sitting in group therapy as if they were. <laughs> Other people, you know, go to therapy too, Mike. Who like right? when I have too much money to count, <laughs> I need to call my therapist. And your Jew accountant. I need to call my Jew accountant <laughs> and my Jew shrink. I, yeah. Uh, problems, I'm in love with my Jew shrink. The problems I wish I had, really? I miss my shrink. I'm thinking the only Jew in New York who doesn't have one. I'm starting to feel like shrinking. How'd that happen? I, just fucking an oversight by the, by the, <laughs> by the mental health profession, obviously. So, Rachel, how do you feel? Okay, I've been writing about relationships first person for a really long time, and it's had different kind of impacts on certain things. Um, has it? Have you ever, like, had a fight between the two of you because of something you wrote? Or do you clear everything? No. Well, this is, I feel like um, it's very important for Mike to get editorial control over the things that I'm going to write, if it pertains to him. If it's mm-hmm. me or my past experience, and the thing is, is I would say, you know, 99% of the time he says, do it, write it, go for it, yeah, write, you know, whatever you want. He's, he's very, he's actually, I'm more reserved and he's much more open about everything. So even if I think I'm coming up with a wild idea that I want to <laughs> write about, it, he generally just says, do it. 
but yeah, because if he the ever Viagra said no. piece, yeah. that was pretty. That was pretty cool. That Mike said, Cialis. "Go for it." I want to officially okay, endorse Cialis, Cialis, the Weekender. Yeah, yeah. it was um, the story. It was awesome because I actually said I don't even remember what it was, how I thought about it, but um, I was just thinking that I think of it as a compliment. Like, and this was actually I said I would never write this, but I would like to. I would like to say. That there are a couple reasons why I think Cialis is a fantastic compliment. And I don't understand why people would be offended or, you know, like people would be secretive about it or whatever. And Mike said, no, you have to write this. Yeah. So, and I mean, and I laid out a couple of reasons for him or whatever. He's like, you have to do it. It's awesome. And I think, I think, you know, it affects a lot of people. And I think once people see like this person just putting it out there, like, oh, it's not something, you know, I have to hide. Right. I mean, I got fan mail on that and I don't get, you know, I have an exo Jane email account uh-huh. and it is, there's like crickets in it most of the time. And when I wrote that, <laughs> I start I talking about erectile dysfunction. Exactly. Yeah. You talk yeah. about your husband using boner pills and then you get all kinds of email, so but, or lost tampons. That gets a lot of replies. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. You get like 300 comments. It's true. I, I do love the, as a, as a genre of story, it's, it's the road testing of sex toys, the road testing yeah. of boner pills. Uh, I did a review of condoms for Screw. It was one of the first stories I ever did. <laughs> I went down to the Dwayne Reed or whatever the local pharmacy was at the time, and they had a shocking amount of condoms. And this was not an adult uh, bookstore, as we right. used to call them back in the day. This was right. like your local CVS. Oh, there were like 20 different brands of, of ribbed for his pleasure, ribbed for her pleasure, lubricated lubricated with warmth, with this end, with that end, with the sheepskin, with the this, that. It was unbelievable. I got like 20 different brands. One of them looked like like a hairbrush. I mean, there were so many like knobs and bristles <laughs> on it. And this was just... Yeah, that doesn't look so fun for uh, me, and I know it's for, no, no, for that's, her pleasure. No, no. That's, that's, what, that's, right. what my, that's what my then-girlfriend called cut. <laughs> that's, yeah. the, that's where the movie ended. Um, but I always love those road-testing stories, and I think... Um, you know, it takes a little balls to put it out there. People are so weird about sex. And this is what I'm experiencing now with my new book. We've been talking What's your about new book called? Dirty, Dirty, Dirty. And where is it available? Wherever books are sold. <laughs> <laughs> but um, Mike and I were talking about this before, is that I wrote a book about the history of men's magazines, and it's a pop culture book. It's a social history book, and hopefully it's funny and engaging and irreverent and all these good things. But people are looking at it based on the subject matter as if it were the thing itself. Right. Yeah. It's very weird, uh, some of the reactions I get, because Americans still fear sex, and they're still having this conversation about pornography. I mean, it's 2012, for Christ's sakes. I mean, the idea that a naked woman, the picture of a naked woman is dirty, I think it's a little bit behind us. Hopefully we're more evolved as a people. But Facebook Americans, is removing breastfeeding pictures. I mean... Well, that's that's for they should because that's oversharing. Oh, come on. That's just oversharing. <laughs> that's just wrong. Okay, but that's, I file that with like pictures of my baby's poop. You know? <laughs> Baby balls should be taken off Facebook. But, but no, you know, no. Americans have this weird relationship with sex. It's like they love to fuck but they don't want to talk about it. They fear it but they run towards it. Yeah. Um, so, but Miss Mr. Skin, you know, you guys seem to have like sort of crossed over into the mainstream easily enough. Yeah, I mean, we're never going to get into the mainstream um, entirely, and this has been like the undoing of the company almost a bunch of times. As people would come in, and like you're, you know, we're on Howard Stern every week, uh, we're in this blockbuster movie that's on cable constantly, but it's like, but we can't get Budweiser to advertise for us. You can get Jack the Engineer to put a quarter into the slot. <laughs> Damn straight. <laughs> yeah. Jack, who's did- your favorite naked actress? Or right now? Yeah. <laughs> no, okay, right no, now. No, from the 50s. Right now and from of all 50s. time. Well, there was the Scarlett Johansson photos that came out recently, but that's not really a Mr. Skin That's not Mr. Thing, Skin. Right? Yeah, we put exactly. them on the blog, though. Right. We exactly. do have a space for those. Were they, like, yeah. stolen from her cell phone or something? Yeah. 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 That's not cool. But who's totally cool. <laughs> it's really cool. It's awesome. <laughs> it's not cool for someone to do it, but as long as they're out there, yeah. who's not going to look? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I wow. guess back in the day, it was, like, Jolie, Penelope Cruz. 
Back in the day, what are you, 12 years old? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, wow. Old oh, school, man. man. Yeah, you're going back. Uh, I'm going dawn way of, back. I'm 25. Big Bad's thinking like Jane Mansfield. Yeah. You know, he's, he's thinking like, like Cher. The advent of talkies. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Elizabeth, like, like, like Cleopatra era Elizabeth Taylor. Ooh. Cleopatra era Cleopatra. No, the real, oh, <laughs> my real answer is Anne Hathaway, I guess, was the most exciting. Yeah. 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 Oh, Jack. Dude, she like takes like stock. I didn't cock. expect it, though. It was yeah. very unexpected for to get nude in a movie, so I think she's a beautiful lady, Jack. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I think she looks like Eliza Minnelli, who is like also said, a beautiful, a beautiful lady. lady yeah. <laughs> I hope I she marries she as well. Bugs the shit out of me. And Hathaway, isn't she like always like dating some corrupt stockbroker or something? That was her her Italian her fiance. Right? Isn't yeah. She, yeah, but she's like her former fiance. She, she's yeah. walking down the left hand path. She's so on the dark side. <laughs> that one. I don't know, man. She just like radio. She's you know. It's not only is she like the one percent. She's like the one percent of the one percent. You know, there's something wrong with her. She just gives me the fucking creeps, honestly. Well, at least she got naked. Yeah. <laughs> she she right. Jesus Christ. There's, there's something right about Jack. It. Jack, we're in fucking Bushwick. The women here. <laughs> yeah, they're practically topless half the time. That's man. why she's exotic because I'm surrounded by hipsters. <laughs> Can I say, dude? By the way, dude, these women will get naked for a pizza here, Jack. You haven't figured that out yet. Yeah. <laughs> but this is the thing. But they're not really famous, and that's what Mr. Skin is selling. This famous. Hot. We're felt, we're, I mean, celebrity is is the mystique. Is the fetish there? So okay. So is pubic hair coming back or not? No, that's a leap. No, <laughs> it's not. No, no. Really? Yeah, no, it's over. Yeah, it's not yeah. over. That's so sad. Yeah. <laughs> it's moments like this I wish, really wish we were on television. The look on your face, Judy. It's not coming back. Pubic hair is not coming back. I wanted to make, I just saw some stories somewhere. Maybe it was like You wanted Jezebel to make some pubic hair? Just yeah, wait wanted... around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. But I just think it's it's a fine thing. I, I think, you know, I think well, it's, it's brush natural. It, yeah. Well, I think it's one of the greatest crimes in America. As usual, I blame Hefner like I blame him for fucking everything. Yeah. It's like this airbrushing with these hairless Barbie doll yeah, women. No, I agree, and yeah. now all these men, I mean, who the hell wants like this hairless, like unnatural mm. plastic mannequin? You know, not me. No, I do not you, yeah. live in fear of the real human, you know, quality of sexuality. No, I'm a sexy, man. Yeah. I'm a natural man, yeah. goddammit. That's right. Fear not the pubes. I'm not some retarded fucking jock frat boy. It also looks it looks fucking creepy when men do it. Shave balls, like I know they're the thing, but <laughs> baby balls. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's not that's not hot. First of all, there's no way a razor is coming anywhere near the vicinity of the same fucking well, zip code of my balls. Yeah. Oh yeah, wax my balls, wax my tank while I'm at it too, because that sounds like a real Swiss picnic. <laughs> What are what are the trends in pornography though, Mike? What's that? What's happening? Well, out you know, there? I'm kind of out of it because I'm, you know, Mr. Skin is so soft, and I'm more uh, I'm more into the trends of metal these days. But, uh, <laughs> um, so wait, you have the Metallica book coming out? Oh yeah, and another, you have another yeah, one too. Yeah, right? uh, heavy metal movies for uh, Bazillion Points, which is located uh, in beautiful Williamsburg, actually. Oh, for wow. Ian Christie, yeah. I don't know them. This is awesome. I, I like that Mr. Skin is also cornering the metal market. Yeah. Can I just yeah. ask who your favorite metal band is now? Because I'm kind of out of the loop. Uh, my favorite metal band right now is from the Netherlands, and they're called The Devil's Blood. Oh, cool. And uh, they're fronted by a brother and sister, and they write... Uh, it's very classic rock sounding. I, I kind of think they're Jefferson Airplane-like, and I've heard other people compare them to Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> but it's all about that sound very metal. But well, you got to hear it though; it's awesome. I mean, well, but they put a, like a doom metal spin on it. Well, but, tell you what, we'll spend a little of that yeah, on, on the way it. out of here. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, people, you know, so but there are a lot of Mister Skin subscribers, right? I mean, you guys have yeah, a large yeah. subscription base because yeah. it is amazing, though. I do know this: the fame 
is really the, the great aphrodisiac. It's it very is, yeah. fucking weird, right? Yeah. You know, even the most minor celebrity, people will pony up a couple bucks to see to see them. The nip slip. Yeah. Well, what about like Paz de la Huerta? She makes it so easy. Oh, she's the best. Yeah. <laughs> she's like a mental case, Jack. I'm gonna she's have to. She's the best, though. Okay. Yeah, a very hot, naked mental case. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nothing appealing about that. Nookie. <laughs> Let's see. Nookie. Fucking Nookie. I mean, if really, Judy, if we had, to, if you had to sort of like take a take the big view and think of all the people. With whom you've been in a room when you were both naked, how many of them deserve to be in a mental hospital? Well, yeah, you know, it's a you know, give me the, give me your percentage. You know what I'm saying? So I'm let's so, so give Paz a no. break there. Paz is always willing to drop trowel, which is she's, yeah, she's got a little bush happening. Oh yeah, 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 a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. She still <laughs> hangs out in the Lower East Side too, yeah, with she, her pants on. She hangs all not. out. Yeah. <laughs> There's a great piece in um, New York Magazine written by her ex-boyfriend. I don't know how he got that gig about taking her to um, some Russian spa where she was just topless and the rest of the people there were like old Russian guys staring at her boobs. <laughs> she took her to the Russian baths and there's all the old men. What's yeah. interesting about Paz at Mr. Skin, you know, we, we really are experts on determining fake from real breasts and we're a big, big fan of real. We do not She's like got real fake. ones, don't you? We can't tell. Wow. She really is on the fence. We really can't tell. There are some times where we think we see the ripple, the saline ripple. Uh But I mean, and I swear we go through this like with microscopes. There's a whole team. Yeah, we can't. But but Dita Von Tees has good fakes. I mean, there are good fakes. I think her whole she looks to me. She's like the goth version of a Playboy chick, you know? Yeah, I think I think she's hot. I mean, uh, I just I just have this great like image because I, I know I've seen this over like back uh, back at Crescent and Drake where uh, Mike and I both worked in our formative days oh, yeah. doing print pornography ink on yes. paper back when that was all, all the rage yeah and um, well you were, you came in a little bit a- after me but seriously guys walking around with like protractors and magnifying glasses <laughs> right you know, like, the rule then was there were no there's no hardcore no penetration, magazines, right. no penetration and there were no uh, erections allowed either an erection was defined right. as a penis that was uh, more less than forty five degrees angle. <laughs> Less than forty-five angles degrees angle to the body, and there were guys walking around like you know, like protractors, yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, magnifying glasses. Like, what do you think? What do you think? Penetration. If you can't see the fingernail, it's penetration. Yeah, yeah. Those are those are the. <laughs> oh my god! I love those guidelines. Yeah, uh, the, the rules. The rules have changed. You know, I'm not sure for the better either. To be on, honest with you, I kind of liked it before. It was uh, yeah, all I mean, just, you know, it was all just like 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 Judy said, pounding and pumping and you know it's <laughs> yeah. like a little you know I, I know it sounds crazy maybe even it sounds a little romantic but i like my pornography to have a little nuance that's that's crazy talk i don't know romantic hey aren't we out of time are we out of time has it already been the fastest half hour in internet history i think it has been all that crazy sex Aww. talk let's talk a little bit about xo jane on the way out <laughs> yeah, so where can we where can we find your writing what are you writing next um i think i'm probably going to write the stories about Mike's softcore and hard- hardcore uh, porno screen- scripts. Are you going to watch them with him? This is That has been a great debate. I would say, I think he was in favor of watching. I think it would be funny to do it with the headphones on the computer so that I'm just purely whatever my natural reaction is to it, that I can write that. Because right. I have a feeling, especially considering that they are from the early 90s, right? Mid 90s, 95. Mid 90s. I think it's going to be hysterical because yeah. it's also out of my area of expertise. I would say, you know, 70s and 80s porn was as a 
younger child is what I obsessively watch. So <laughs> <laughs> the problem, though, Mike McPadden writing a porn movie is like William Faulkner going to Hollywood. <laughs> you, you, you know, yes, hey, I'm... just take your beautiful words, your language, your literature, your cadence, your meter, your metric, and they destroy this shit. You write this beautiful antebellum romance, and it invariably ends up happening on a spaceship with a bunch of aliens fucking each other. I know how the, I know how that business works. <laughs> And characters named after Steve Albini. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. And, 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 and there was a shout-out to uh, the Trick Babies and the Willies, one of the characters named Trick Willie. There we oh, go. Right funny. on. All right, yeah. so pornography, punk rock. So, okay, so XO Jane for Rachel McPadden, MrSkin.com for Mike. And a password for Jack. And here's yeah. the Devil's Blood, Mike's <laughs> new favorite band on the way out. Once again, it's been the Mike and Judy Show, live from Roberta's and Bushwick on the Heritage Radio Network. See you guys next week. Thanks, everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah.